This is the Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Welcome in, everyone, to the Michael Wall Show. Brand new week this week, and uh, got a lot of great information we're going to go over just for you. Looking out for you to make sure you can have the kind of information that you need to live on purpose and live with purpose. Listen, it's all about the idea of maximizing, improving, and uh, really adding value to not only your life, but others. And that's exactly why we're here each and every week. Our goal, if you're a first-time listener, we want to thank you for joining us. Our goal is to uh, really add the value in a couple different ways. One, motivationally. You're going to hear the first segment of each show is motivation. We're going to talk about how you can improve your life, add value to your life, do things and implement things that are going to push your life in a direction that actually matters. Living with purpose, very, very important. We're going to talk about finances. As many of you may or may not know, I have been in the financial game for almost 17 years. We've had the opportunity to commentate and share advice. A lot of national networks, CNBC, Fox Business, Bloomberg, and more. And so we're going to talk each and every week a little bit about financial things. This week, Randy, we're going to talk about inflation and what it looked like back in the 80s and what could we potentially expect, you know, in the next couple of years and how do we prepare in advance, protect our portfolios from some of these things. And we're also going to have a great interview with Tim Miller. Tim's become a great friend. He is a, uh, a guy that is the owner of a securities group. We're going to talk about that later. Great story. Just an American patriot. Was a Marine for 20 plus years. Worked in the White House and Secret Service for over seven years. Was involved in Homeland Security. All kinds of things. So you're going to not want to miss his story of what we can expect, especially with all of the natural disasters that we've seen in the world today. From Houston to Irma to Puerto Rico and to all of these other things, very, very, very important. Randy, you know, it's something that we got to talk about because when people are used to a certain way of life and then that way of life changes, responses can get ugly. Well, I think that you experienced that with the storm. I mean, just coming back and not having power and these things are broke and that thing is broke and you got to kind of get your life back in order. And that is on a small scale compared to what a lot of people are dealing with. So you're absolutely right. Disruption in our life can really kind of throw you for a loop. Think of all the businessmen out there, small businessmen, just like yourself. When your your business is disrupted completely because people aren't interested in doing business during a time like that, it's tough. Yeah, it can be challenging. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And what do you do to protect yourself, organizations, businesses, a preparedness plan for crisis, very important. And uh, by the way, at any point in time, check us out, go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. You're in a situation where you can subscribe to the show. Click on Radio Media if you want to learn more about us. Maybe you're in a place where you've been listening to us for some time, whether it be podcast or on the radio live, depending on where you're hearing us. We're in about 104 different countries, so if you're all over the world, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're here in America, thank you for tuning in. By the way, we love your feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you want to cover uh, on the show. We want to talk about those things to help you get to where you need to go. But uh, you have a question about your wealth. You want a second opinion. You want a private wealth review. This show isn't just all about wealth. We want it to be fun. I you know, Listen, Randy, I, get, I would get bored talking about finances for 52 minutes. So we're going to make it fun, keep it fresh each and every week. But give us a ring. You got a question. You want an in-depth review on what you're doing, private wealth review. That's 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. And, you know, Randy, I just wanted to jump in and talk about the idea of all of the things that were going on this week. And there's a little familiar sound that you've probably heard from time to time. On Monday night. That's exactly right. That's the Monday night football anthem or sound that we've all heard and got used to. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of conversation this past week about the NFL and the Steelers and guys kneeling and the flag and all that goes with that. And I just wanted to take a moment, not from a political perspective, And not even from a patriotic per se perspective, even though it's very, very important, in my opinion, to talk about uh, what will we and will we not allow in this country in a lot of ways. You know, we talk about freedom of speech. What I think really what comes down to more than anything else is the idea of the attitude of gratitude. You know, we're in a situation where here we are, where as you live life and as you do what you do, 
and we all get to certain levels of success and we all say, hey, this guy's up there, that guy's up there. And now when we're on a stage, we want to kind of take that stage and use it as a way to share our story and help other people. But the problem, Randy, that I see with what's going on right now, with what's been happening with the NFL, isn't necessarily a, a racist thing or a political thing. I believe it's a trend. I believe that's more really what it is. People are standing up because it become, it's become trendy. Hey, I can be highlighted. I can look at me, look at what I'm doing. But really what I look at it is, is disrespect. It's disrespect because we're in a place, regardless of freedom of speech, I get that we have it, but I believe it's the wrong stage. If you want to be in a place where you're off camera, if you want to be a place where you're in a private setting or you're on Facebook or maybe you do an interview somewhere else, not on the day that you're getting paid and talk about how you see and the cause that you want to go after, that's important. But it's the idea of boiling it back down to the attitude of gratitude. Here's guys that are in a place, Randy, that they are earning millions and millions of dollars each year and they're using this stage to make a point. Obviously, a lot of it's come from Trump and where he's at. But I think you've got to boil it back down to the reality of, you know what, if there's somebody sitting next to you and they're in a place where they have their legs blown off because they gave of their life and their legs and their limbs to get the freedom that you have to do what you do, and now you're in a situation where you're going to dis- disgrace that by your actions. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't still tell your story. It doesn't mean you can't fight for your cause. But what it does mean is how are you going to do it? You know, one of the things that we saw this last week, Randy, is we saw younger football teams actually now saying we're going to sit out too. And so the question is, what are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching our kids that when you become successful and when you're in a situation where you've earned some prestige or fame, that you use that to disrespect and disgrace everything that we've stood for for the last, you know, 100 plus, 200 plus years as a country? Or are we teaching them that it's important to have an attitude of gratitude? It's important to be respectful. It's important to be mindful. There's people out there that paid a price for the freedoms that we currently have. And by the way, you can still promote and go after whatever your cause is. But do it in a way where you think through the lens of what the future generation sees. Because, you know, what happens is, is these guys are on stage, just as we have been, whether it be media, radio, and different things, and they're promoting their views. And it's not just the people, but it's the children. And we're changing the mindset of the future generation. I think it's really, really important as you look at your life, regardless of where you are, that you evaluate, do you have an attitude of gratitude? Are you thankful for where you are today? You know, right now there's a country that we know of, part of the, part of the outstandings of the U.S., Puerto Rico, that just got destroyed. They're in a place where they literally will be lucky to have power in six months. And yet we are here saying we're going to make a statement about X, Y, and Z instead of saying what if, what if we all said here's what we're going to do. We're all going to carry a flag during the football game, and, and that flag is going to have a hashtag that's going to lead to donations for people in Puerto Rico that actually are in this place where they need help right now. We have, been, we have become so uh, you know, mesmerized by trends today in our culture that we're in a situation where we actually get part, become a part of a trend, but miss out on a lot of times on the real need. And so that's my, my thought is when, we're, when we create success, when we get to that level, do we have that attitude of gratitude? Are we in a situation where we actually care about other people? And then more importantly, what are we actually doing? What are the results of what we're doing and how does it affect that next generation? And Randy, I think that's one of the biggest things that I think about or step back as I see all this NFL, uh, well, I call it nonsense. You call it what you will. In my opinion, I don't think there's enough thought about how does this actually affect the next generation? How does this affect younger kids? Now, all of a sudden, the respect for authority, the respect for everything that we stand for as a country in a lot of ways, even though they're making their case, has gone by the wayside because they're saying, yeah, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it, too. Who cares about the flag? Who cares about the anthem? Who cares about all this stuff? I'm going to stand up and, and, and kick and complain and cry and scream, and I'm going to make my point any way I can as opposed to saying, you know what? We're going to take this time, and we're being paid for what we're doing. We're going to respect this flag. We're going to live with an attitude of gratitude. We're going to live with an attitude of love. We're going to live with an attitude of unity, which says we are going to unite 
as a country under what the anthem and the flag means, but we're also going to still share our case and our story of why we believe there's inadequacies, why there's a need for, you know, really equality in this country. And I'm all for that, by the way. But do it in a different stage. Do it through the lens and the filter of thinking through what is what I'm doing now? How is what I'm doing now? What will be the result of what I'm doing now with the next generation and the people that are watching, the teams, the companies? You know, this has really turned into a big quagmire. And I think if we look at our own life and we say, you know what, if we lived our life from a perspective day in and day out with an attitude of gratitude and looked at how we could add value to other people, we would not be dealing with all the nonsense that we deal with today. We would be in a place where we would be able to add value to other people and they would see that we're there for them. And you know what would happen? We would all be more successful and we would all be happier in life because we're other people focused. You know, I go back to it all the time, Randy. I remember what Vince Gill said when we talked to him. You know, he said, if, if we would just get out of our own way, if we would just stop worrying about who gets the credit, we would get so much more done as a country and as an economy. And that's my three cents on the whole uh, NFL thing. But I think it's really, really important that we think about the idea if we can operate life with the attitude of gratitude. Now we're in a situation where our perspective, who we talk to, how we talk to them, what we do, the realization that the world's not just about me, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? Everybody's tuned into that station. What if we tuned out and we said, we're going to tune into what's in it for other people? What is what I'm doing right now benefiting or not benefiting? Is it benefiting or not benefiting? How is it affecting or not affecting other people? You know, Michael, one of the things that I think of in this situation is what you talked about future generations, lessons to your kids. Your kids are always watching these things. They're yeah. watching how you react to them and they ask questions because they're going to hear terms like freedom of speech and they're mm -hmm. going to say, oh, I guess that's what freedom of speech is. And freedom of speech isn't what these guys are doing. Freedom of speech guarantees you that you can say something against our government without fear of being arrested and disappear like they do in North Korea. That's freedom <laughs> of speech, okay? Exactly. There's yeah. no gulags, you know, like in Russia and you're going to Siberia. That's freedom of speech. This, right. what right. we're seeing is not freedom. It's, it's an opportunity, really, for yeah. parents to sit with their kids and have a little civics lesson and talk yeah. to them what this really is in this country that we can't exercise. Well, that's exactly right. And that's something that as you're listening to this, you need to be taking an assertive effort with your kids to do that. And that's exactly why I talked this segment about the idea of attitude of gratitude, because, you know, if you're if your focus is gratitude, those players are not going to be all ticked off about all the all the bad things that are going on in the society. They're going to say, you know what, I'm thankful today that I have the opportunity to do this. That's their focus. Yeah, we got some problems, but let's fix it. And as a parent now, you're sitting down with your kids. Don't let TV. Don't let the world around you, don't let the news dictate what your kids do and don't think. You must take responsibility. You must take action. You must pause the TV now that we got TiVos and all these other things and say, okay, let's talk about what this actually means and what it looks like and why this is important for you. Because if you don't do that, there's going to be a generation that grows up with an ultimate lack and an ultimate disrespect for authority. They will lack respect for authority. That's what's going to happen because they're going to say, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to riot. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they're going to do whatever they want to do in any capacity they need to do, kick and scream until they get their way instead of thinking through, okay, this is a problem. How do we fix it? There's a lot of problems that exist today. How we fix them are what matters. Give us your thoughts. Send us a tweet at Lean on the Wall. Again, at Lean on the Wall. And let us know your thoughts. But hey, coming up next segment, we're going to talk about inflation, things that actually matter in relation to your pocketbook, your purse, your wealth. What do we do? What did it look like a couple years, 20, 20, 30 years ago? What's it going to look like in the next three, five years? How do you protect your portfolio from inflation? It is going to happen. You're not going to want to miss it. Hang around. We will be back right after this. Worried about losing money in another market crash? 
Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com. All right, so Michael, I get into a conversation I'm a baby boomer. All right. I get into a conversation just recently about a millennial and we're talking about the 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 problems that baby boomers and millennials have. And uh, he looked at me, he said, well, you gave us this economy. You made <laughs> 2008 happen. It's your fault that I don't have the wage and the job that I want. Mm, mm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, 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 my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Said, what? We went through a few challenges when I was in my 20s, too. And I found yeah. this just for him. This is a CBS News report from the 80s. This is when I was in my 20s, and this is what I, and probably you, were dealing with as well. CBS News, this is Newsbreak. Bad news on the inflation front. Wholesale prices were up again in February at nearly a 20% annual rate. After that inflation report, most major banks raised their prime lending rate to 17 and three quarters percent for corporate borrowers. Inflation, 20%, interest yeah. rates, 17 and three quarters. I yep. remember that I couldn't have a credit card. I remember I couldn't buy a house. Why? Because interest rates were so high. Inflation yeah. roaring along at 20%. Then they'll probably look back at you and say, yeah, yeah, but you could get for 8% for a CD or more. Yeah, I didn't have any money for a CD because of that. <laughs> that you know, sure, yeah. We all have the things that we have to deal with in our early days and in our 30s and in our 40s and our challenges that we have to get over. And I think the fact is, is we've got to overcome those challenges. And, you know, I, I, I want to look at some of these people and say, the last depression, what came out of that? The greatest generation. Okay, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Randy, you know, it's the idea that champions are not made on feather beds. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is the idea of absolute ownership, taking ownership. You see, this is where I know, again, I got in a little bit of a rant last segment. By the way, if you missed that, go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio media. You can subscribe and, and tune in about the whole NFL stuff. We had a conversation, weighed in on that. Typically don't go that route, but we did this time because I thought it was important. But, you know, it's interesting, Randy. It's the idea of taking resp uh, responsibility. And we live in a culture today that is that is so other people focused. In other words, we say, no, it's not my fault. It, it, I, this happened because he did and she did and whatever. It's like, wait a minute. If we would just take 100% responsibility for everything that we do, you know, I love the thought that says when, when, when you are harder on yourself, when you're tough on yourself, life gets easier. When you're easy on yourself, life gets harder. And this whole idea of inflation is a big deal because we're going to face it. And I think that's why it's so important when we challenge people on this show to improve what they're doing, improve their life, take a look at their portfolio, take a look at the wealth that they currently have. You know, when somebody comes in and they sit down at our uh, private wealth firm, Wall Private Wealth, and we sit down. Because they're saying, you know, Mike, I, I want to sit down. I want to get a second opinion on what I'm doing currently with my wealth. I want to take a look at what can I do to increase my protection. I want to I want to take a look at how I can, you know, reduce my risk. I want to take a look at how I can reduce my taxes and 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 really create a strategy and structure around what I'm doing. Now we're talking about a plan. And most people, Randy, they want to say, well, you know, everybody lost money in 08 or, hey, well, this happened or that happened. And at the end of the day, that's just not true. Those that are paying attention, I go back to that verse that I shared earlier, and that is Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get into trouble. So at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to make decisions for what we're doing with our current situation, with our life, uh, with our wealth and with everything that happens. So the question, as you're listening to this, that you got to ask yourself is, are you prepared when we see significant inflation occur? Because it's going to happen. 
You know, Randy, you mentioned about uh, inflation roaring at about 20% back in the 80s. CD rates were certainly strong then and everything else. But one of the things we got to know is the reason that occurred is because there was a mass printing of money back in the 70s. And any time money has been printed on a mass scale, inflation always follows it. Always. Not maybe. Always. And we're in a situation where we look back in history just the last couple of years, you talk about quantitative easing. That's something a lot of people forget, maybe. But the Fed printed a bunch of money and bought treasuries, fueling um, billions and billions of dollars into our economy, which propped up the economy made stock markets hum, and people make a lot of money in the markets and things. But what is the aftermath of all that? Listen, if you feed your children sweets and candy bars all day, (laughs) the aftermath is they're going to be crazy. They're going to be running around like crazy. I know, Randy, that's what happened to you. (laughs) You eat candy all day long. You're popping around like the the, the Energizer Bunny. Yep, that's me. And you just can't control yourself. (laughs) That's the aftermath. So the question is, What are you doing to prepare for the aftermath? Some of that aftermath might be the idea of the markets turning over. You know, we're on the second longest bull run since World War II. Did you know that? This is important. This bull run's not going to continue forever. Now, there's a lot of great opportunities that are out there, but one of the things that we want to be looking to do, Randy, when we're creating a portfolio, we utilize investment structures and we solicit through Clarify, great company, a lot of great alternative structures, a lot of managers we bring on board, best of all throughout the country. But as we're creating a plan for clients, one of the things we talk about is how much risk do we or don't we want to take? And we're not just creating a, a probability statistic of, okay, here's what your portfolio will look like over the next 20, 30 years based on these averages. We want to talk about real tangible risk and real tangible off-market investments, alternatives. We've done a lot in mimicking the uh, Yale and Harvard endowment models because they have, they have clicked, like clockwork, roughly 13% a year each and every year since 2000 or so. And even before that, back into the 90s. So if you do a little research on the Yale and Harvard endowment models, you will see they perform very, very well. So, Randy, that's one of the things that we strive to do when we are looking to help families protect first, grow second, and reduce taxes third on their wealth. We do that because it's crucial to make sure we implement plans that last and make sense and not have the philosophy of hang in there you know, just it's going to come back, ride it out, all that other nonsense. So if you're listening to this and you're in a situation that you have a, a portfolio that you're concerned about, you say, you know what, I got somebody right now that's helping me with my wealth, but I'm not comfortable with what's going to happen as the markets change. Listen, the only person that's responsible for making a change is you. So I'm going to challenge you. Pick up the phone, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Give us a ring, talk to our team, and they'll walk you through whether or not it makes sense to sit down and have a private wealth review and take a look at what you're doing and how you can improve what you're doing. And I think that's the key, Randy, to your question when you said, what will you do or what will happen? And that is the idea, what are you going to do and take the steps to do to make sure you're prepared in advance for these types of things. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. Take Michael up on his offer. It's 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. We're going to take a break, come back with a very interesting guest, a guy who's going to talk a little bit about security in our world. He's experienced it in the White House with the Secret Service as a Marine and with Homeland Security. Tim Miller is our guest coming up next on The Michael Wall Show. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. 
I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Thanks for joining us on The Michael Wall Show. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back in, folks, to The Michael Wall Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, as always, each and every week, talking about some great topics and ideas to help you live on purpose and live with purpose. Uh, At any point in time, obviously, if you want to catch us online, you can find us at leanonthewall.com. You know, you get a little bit tired, you're going to go ahead and lean on the wall. Just go to leanonthewall.com and you can click on radio media. You can subscribe to the show. I uh, love your feedback. Love your comments. Let us know how we're doing. If you missed some of the previous shows or the beginning part of this show, uh, just go ahead there and you can check it out. Also, you want to give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Maybe you're in a situation where you've uh, listened to some of the financial stuff we've talked about and you say, you know, I just want to, I want a second wealth review. Give us a ring. we got a special guest. Great guy, just a man of honor. Met him, known him for a little while now. Tim Miller is his name. He is actually met him through Christ Fellowship, where we go. Head of security there, but he is also the president of Lionheart International Services Group. And, you know, the whole idea of terror and security and preparing is a big, big topic today. So I asked him if he would carve a little time out of his schedule. This guy is a stud. He was in the Secret Service, the White House for seven years, a Marine for 27 years, uh, was involved with Homeland Security, the director of training. I mean, a variety of different things with counterintelligence. So kind of all over the place. And Tim Miller, let me just say thank you for taking a few moments and joining us on the show. Michael, it's just such an honor to be here. Thanks for all the good work you do in helping people. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And Tim is uh, really become a friend, him and his wife, great people. He's just, you know, got a lot of good insight. And that's why, Tim, I wanted to have you on because I know there's a lot of listeners out there, okay? Whether they have companies or leading churches or leading organizations or governmental groups or, you know, whatever it may be, there's so many things today. You know, we were talking off air a little bit about the whole devastation in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And of course, all the stuff that's going on and how it's going to take six months to rebuild potentially and, and what that looks like. You know, now they're kind of just mesmerized with what's happening. But then as reality sets in, Tim, uh, I think we're in a situation where they're kind of like, you know, people start to get a little bit crazy when they're off the grid and they don't have yeah. the conveniences of day to day. And it's about preparing, a, you know, in advance for some of these things. You've been involved with this for a long time. I told a little bit of your story. Why don't you share with our listeners just a little bit of your story and why you decided to start Lionheart International Services Group? Well, Michael, you know, like many of us in college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do when I grew up, but uh, my dad was a World War II vet. And uh, so he always said to us as kids, hey, what are you going to do after you've served your country and paid back the debt of freedom? Wow. And so I Mm. went in the Marine Corps as an officer and uh, very quickly realized that anything worth having is worth working hard for. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I believe like you believe that there's a purpose for our life. And uh, very quickly, the Lord began to direct me. I was commanded combat forces, but I also led a group of Marines that protected nuclear weapons. And I really started learning security from the inside out and um, left the Marine Corps on active duty. I stayed in the reserves, but I became a police officer and started learning, you know, how to serve people there as well. And and then the Secret Service came along. And uh, through all of our experiences in life, I believe there's a purpose and that purpose is to help serve others. Yeah. And so when I came to the end of my federal career, I'd been the director of training. I'd I'd really kind of understood a lot of the latest research on how the human mind and body respond in crisis. And I really felt like, hey, this is not just for police officers and federal agents. This is for the average person because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that things are getting a little bit crazy, probably crazier than they've been in our life. And uh, what if myself and some of my colleagues could really just begin to take some of that same crisis preparation Mm -hmm. training and help businesses and help people, good people across our country, just become more prepared for what's going on. Well, you know, one of the things uh, that intrigues me about your story, Tim, is, you know, there's a lot of people that have entered into this we'll call it the protection space or the counterintelligence or whatever you want to call it as right. far as the idea of protecting the asset, which is obviously people, right? Right. And 
the thing that I think sets you apart in so many different ways is all of the history that you've literally had of hands on the ground and actually being there, whether it be from the military, whether it be right. from Homeland Security, whether it be from the White House. So you've had the ability to have access to some a lot of really exclusive you know, small crowd only yeah. type of environments to really yeah. see what works well. Right. How do you really at the highest level secure the package or people, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, and so from that perspective, you've really put a lot of that into what you're doing. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there really is power in preparation. Mm. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. that's what I love about what you do. You prepare people financially to where when the storm comes and it will, mm -hmm. life's full of storms, mm -hmm. that their wealth is protected. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we kind of do the same thing, but mine is about protecting their families, yeah. protecting their organizations. You know, we're seeing record numbers of active shooters now. Mm -hmm. Any organization out here that has employees, I believe, you know, we train them to do all kinds of important things, but how about stay alive in the midst of a crisis? Mm -hmm. How about preparing and thinking about, well, what if we do have a medical emergency or a weather emergency or all the above? Because if you're prepared, and we know this through the research, when you're prepared, your ability to thrive and survive goes up at least by 50% Wow! if you have a plan. Mm -hmm. And so when do you want to figure that plan out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to figure it out as the storm's pulling away and yeah. you got no house? Yeah. Or do you want to start well in advance to protect your family? Yeah, and it's a big deal. And so folks, as you're listening to this, you say, you know, I'm interested and I'm intrigued already a little bit about Tim and his story and what they do. Lionheart International Services Group, and they can be found at lhisg.com or lhisg.com, lhisg.com. That's how I got to remember stuff, Tim, in a way that makes sense. So that's it's like, good. you know, you got to, you got to bring it out that, here. It's like, you know, good. you make the little songs for your kids yeah. and they can remember things and that's, you yeah. know, whatever. So talk to us a little bit about why today more than ever. I think the world, there's always been terror, right? Right. I mean, there's always right. things that are going on in third world countries and things that are happening. Right. America, in a lot of ways, even though there's shootings and there's things that are happening, you know, unfortunately, and we hate to see that. Right. But I think, in my opinion, you tell, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, 9-11 was really the, the catalyst that I think in a lot of ways woke people up to the reality that, you know what, there can be real terror on our soil. and. What are your thoughts to that, number one? And number two, why is it so much different today even than when it was back in 2001? That's a great question. And I think that the bottom line is because we are fighting not a group of people, but an ideology. Mm. I think it's really important to recognize that these folks, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, they really believe that they're doing the right thing, mm -hmm. that they are serving their God. And part of executing that plan for their life is to kill others, unfortunately, because terrorism is designed to affect political change. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I think what makes us so different than we were in 2000 is that it's been unmasked. It's unleashed. Before 9-11, we saw a reluctant spirit on the part of these groups to really target the U.S. in a big way. Well, now that's gone, and, mm -hmm. and Pandora's box is open. And now we're beginning to see systematically in Europe, what is coming to the United States? Yeah. No, no question about it. Multiple pronged attacks, targeting civilians mm -hmm. that are soft targets. Mm -hmm. That's where if you don't have a plan today, you have to ask yourself, why not? Yeah. Because I often say in security, if I could wake up and know what was going to happen, my life would be easy. But we don't. We don't know what's going to happen that particular day. So it goes back to that power of preparation. Do we have a plan? Do we have a well-thought-out, well-understood plan that will allow us to prepare? And, Michael, it's not just terrorism. When you yeah. look at criminal activity, yep. you look at what's going on with the mentally ill, yeah. I will tell you the single greatest thing I deal with are mentally ill people. Yeah. And we have more medication today That's right. than ever, which I believe, Tim, in That's a lot right. of ways is affecting the way people think. That's and, right. you know, in a world today where you turn on the TV – and you're in a situation where you are literally sold time after time after time after time. Ask your doctor about, ask your doctor exactly about. Right. And it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's basically a money machine. It's an ATM for these companies in a lot of ways. Right. And then they have drugs to help you get off the drugs. Right. 
Yeah. It's like, I mean, how does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are a lot of struggling people out yeah, here. That's right. And so we're big on training uh, as well, how to identify potentially dangerous people. But going beyond that, how to identify people that are, are struggling with mental illness? There's a rough estimate by NAMI, the National Association for Mental Illness. There are more than 35 million mm. Americans that struggle with clinical mental illness. Wow. So 35 million 30, Americans. 35 million. Wow. So at different levels, obviously. but That's almost 10% of the population. That's, that's right. And so that's where understanding, hey, if I have a problem employee and he's beginning to say or she's beginning to say certain mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. but how do I move forward? And again, Michael, I never preach fear. Right. I hate fear. Right. I preach wisdom mm-hmm. because it's wise. Just what you do. That's why we're such a, mm-hmm. a good connection mm-hmm. because what you do to protect and prepare people's finances for the storms. Yeah. In advance. That, that's that's mm-hmm. all I'm, we're about, you yep. know, and, and I've got a team of colleagues. All of our guys, Michael, are retired FBI or Secret Service or special operations guys who could be making a lot of money but who have decided that they want to invest the remaining time in helping protect those around them. Take the knowledge that they have. And that's, and that's so crucial, Tim. I want to, we got to cut to a break, but we're going to come back. And as we're continuing the conversation with Tim Miller, we're going to talk when we come back, dive a little deeper into who Lionheart International Services Group actually is, what they do for people. You, again, you're out there, you're saying, you know what? Yeah, this has been a question. Maybe you got a large company. You might have a small company. You know, it just depends on what you're doing. But you're saying, I need to put some infrastructure in place. So when something occurs, what do I do? How do you prepare yourself? We're going to talk about just a few minor steps, few steps in general where you can take to protect and prepare your flock. You know, as the CEO of a company or the president of a company, it is your responsibility to look out for your people, not just your customers, but your people. In my opinion, your customers are your employees first, and then your customers that actually buy product are the result of taking care of your priority customers, which makes sense. So we want to make sure you get some valid information you can walk away with. Hang around. We will be back right after this. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. in, folks, to the Michael Wall Show. We're having a great conversation this week and talking with uh, security preparation expert, we'll call it, Tim Miller. He is the president of Lionheart International Services Group. Been in the Secret Service. He served at the White House for seven years, was uh, in the Marines for 27, was part of counterintelligence, part of the Homeland Security Director of Training, and just a variety of other things. And we're talking about the idea of preparing in advance for terroristic, really, attacks that can happen on organizations and churches. Tim, I loved what you said last segment. And by the way, if you missed the last segment, you're going to want to make sure you go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. Two things you can do there. One, you can learn about us, but also you can click on radio, media, and catch previous segments. Subscribe to the show. Love to hear your comments and thoughts. If you have anything for Tim, you can reach out that way as well. Or just reach out to us at Michael Wall Show is a great way to do it. But you said, which I like, you said we are fighting not a group of people, but an ideology. Yeah. And I thought that's so huge. You know, I was looking at some statistics here just during the break. And what's interesting is there have been over 983 terrorist attacks this year. Wow. Listen to that again, folks, as you're dialing in. Over 983 terrorist attacks just this year all over the world. And we're in a situation where you talked before about how people are more emboldened. I mean, that's over 100 a month. 
That's right. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So this is a real issue that we face today. You know, cybersecurity. I talked previous about the Equifax in the last week's show about what to do to protect yourself. So by the way, as you're listening to this, if you're saying, geez, I don't know, what should I do to protect myself against the Equifax thing? That is a big, big issue because they have your information. There are some things you need to do, you must do to protect yourself. And we kind of dialed that in in last week's show. So make sure you go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio media and subscribe. But this is a big problem. Yeah. And it's something, you know, there, there's always been issues, but not to this degree. And I think the internet has emboldened people. I think just the way, you know, the world is so much smaller today, you can fly here and there and everywhere. So we live in a world that's very, very different than it was five, 10, even 15 years right. ago. And we talked last segment that we were going to share with folks who should be a little bit more aware, number one. Number two, really what does Lionheart International Services Group do to help in awareness? And of course, there's other groups out there as well. So the idea here, folks, is you know, regardless of what you do, make sure you get the protection that you need. And then we're going to talk about steps to prepare yourself. So we want to leave you some tangible steps if you're the leader of an organization that you can prepare yourself. So let's start with why the terrorist idea is different today than it was then, and then we'll dive into who should be aware of this. Well, Michael, you know, you nailed it succinctly. With the spread of the internet, the capability to instantly communicate with people all over the world instantly, Mm -hmm. we now face this new threat, and the media, you know, describes it as the homegrown threat. Mm. So every time there's an attack and the media's 24-7 coverage of the attack in Paris or the subway attack in uh, London, well, if you ascribe to that ideology and you're looking at that, then you quickly go, well, wait a minute, I can do that too. That's my part in this, which is very difficult to defeat because I know from the government's perspective, it's really hard. You've got encryption, you've got all kinds of things that restrict the government from monitoring this type of activity. And so it really is, it's a perfect storm. Do you think there's advantage? You know, I've often thought, Tim, there would be advantage if when I see this stuff, you know, shooter incidents or all these other things, as horrific as they are, and I wish they wouldn't happen. Right. But I often think to myself, I think it would be better off for the next incident, potentially, if they would just not cover this stuff. Yeah. Not that we don't want to know what's going on. Yeah. I understand, you know, hey, That's listen, right. we want to, but not everybody needs to know everything all the time. And sometimes you're in a situation where, you know, I remember a lot of people were talking and they were talking to Trump because we just went through a pretty big political season. And they were saying, well, well, what's your plan? What's your attack plan? Tell us what, you know, and it's like if you're playing chess with somebody, why in the world would you sit down with a piece of paper and write down your next five moves? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's, that's insane. Let alone be in a situation where yeah. you're talking about actual warfare and say, well, listen, let me give you our 10-step plan right. so you can counterattack and prepare for everything that we're going to do. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I, I kind of feel like in the media, like you're saying, not only does it embolden, but would we be better off, Tim, if the media just said, you know what? We're not going to cover that kind of stuff because we have seen that it's watering the seed of this terroristic activity. Right. And, and I think you're spot on. The more we cover it, the more. Because now they're celebrities. That's right. They're heroes. And by the way, I mean, you know, in certain areas in the West Bank, if if you're a suicide bomber, you get a billboard and, and you get money to your family. And wow. so there's clear incentives from that ideology to move forward with those types of radical actions. But I think the challenge with all of us now is that we all used to have the same media through three basic channels, yeah. you know, many, many years ago. Well, now there's so much communication right. across the web. So I do think you're right. I think the media shouldn't focus on it at the level we do. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize we've got to be able to influence those communities in a positive way. Yeah. And not just sit back and hope it doesn't happen. We've got to get more proactive. And it's law enforcement, but it's also public education. Yep. It's also, you know, there are some really good Muslim people that live here. Yeah. And they are as angry as all of us are Correct. about this threat. So for them to get more engaged and for them to be willing to reach out and notify law enforcement. Mm. Because it's interesting that there have been a number of huge attacks potentially that were stopped Mm. because in some cases, family members came forward and said, Hey, we know he's shifted or she shifted her mindset. Unfortunately, you can't stop them all. So we, as a society, we have to recognize it's a new world. All right. So let's dial it in. Okay. And let's talk about, again, we're talking with Tim Miller here. He's the president of Lionheart International Services Group. He can be found at 
lhisg.com is how I say it, or lhisg.com, lhisg.com. And Tim, let's direct it dialed right in and say, okay, if somebody has got an organization, company, business, church, whatever, what are some key things, maybe two or three things to help them know they are not prepared? Well, I think the first question that, that I always ask is, what's your plan? Because if they look at you with a blank stare and say, uh, we don't have one, that's a pretty good indication <laughs> that you don't have a plan. But basically in security, there are three things that I think really matter to having a good plan. And that's the team itself mm-hmm. that you have. You just nailed it. If you're a CEO, if you're a leader of a business or, or an organization, guess what? The buck stops with you mm-hmm. to make sure that your team understands what they need to do in a crisis. Now, you know, we, we've been focusing a lot on terrorism, but that's not the biggest problem. How about a fire emergency? Yeah. How about a weather emergency? Yeah. How about dealing with a mentally ill person? Yeah. And all these things need to come together. So, and the, You know what's interesting on that, just to, not to interject there, but of course everybody says that and they do anyways. <laughs> but you know, what's interesting is with that, So as the leader of a company, think about this for a minute, business owners out there, leaders of groups, when you take the effort to create a real plan that's tangible, actionable, and easy to implement around your team, what that does is that shows your team that they are valuable to you. And ultimately, what that's going to do is is it's going to increase comfort in your workplace, number one. Number two, it's probably going to increase revenue because they're going to be in a situation where they're going to be more motivated to work for you because they know that you care about them. Yep. That's, That's very, so very good. valuable. That's really so good. So team, have a plan. And then the three things, team, training, mm-hmm. and the technology. Those three things have to come together. So your team has to be aware that this is a priority to your company. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You just said it better than I could. Hey, if they go, wow, our CEO really does care about us. He's provided you know, awareness to us and training to us. Training is huge. And then the technology, you know, there are certain things that in today's society really ought to be an absolute cameras, screening areas for when people come into your business. Are they coming through a channeled area Hmm. where ideally if someone came in and was violent, you'd be able to stop them right there. Alarm systems, making sure that doors and locks are in place and access control is thought through because all those things working together or what create a safe environment. But I've learned it has to be a priority of the leadership. Yeah. If it's not, it's a nice thought. So one of the questions I ask them is, what's your fire plan if it happens? Oh, and most people can go, oh, well, we stand up and we go, okay, well, what if that's blocked? And that's where you begin to say, if we can't prepare, see, for preparation to be valuable, it's got to be intentional. Yeah, I so like that. It's got good preparation always precedes great results. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the Olympic athlete, I'm going to prepare, 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 and then expect that my preparation is going to lead to great results. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that conversation with what's the team awareness, and then those are simple things that obviously the leaders of business, they're smart people, which is why they're where they're at. But the question really does come down to what you said earlier, Michael, how much do I really care for my people? Yeah. Because I ask him this, what would you do today Mm -hmm. if you knew an attack or an incident was coming tomorrow? So let me ask you this question, Tim, because we only have about a minute and a half left in this segment. And I just want to dial it down for people and really do it this way. And that is because sometimes, you know, hearing this, you know, you can say, wow, this feels like a whole lot. How do we implement all this? It's kind of a big moving. I got a big company or I got a big church or I got a big organization or whatever. But it's really not that complicated. So give us in a minute and a half, if you can, two or three things that you should say, okay, here's what you need to be looking for. And here's how you find the right. Obviously, you guys are a solution. Right. LHisG.com. But what are some ways to make sure you can find the perfect solution for what you're doing? So the first question that you need to ask yourself is, A, do I really feel like I'm prepared? Because if you're a company and you've already done a lot of this work, maybe you want to bring in a company like ours or others to come in and just test that. That's awesome. But that's a plan, a life or death plan is a plan that needs to be looked at again and again because a plan's only as good as how we grow it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is you ask yourself, hey, do we have, if the answer is I don't have a plan, then you want to begin to pull your facilities people, your office managers in, your HR people and say, hey, how do we feel like we would do 
if, you know, obviously everybody wants to go to terrorism, but I always ask, how's your fire plan? How's your weather emergency plan? It's going to be well-rounded. Absolutely. So how do we feel like we are there? And if they say, we don't really feel like we're doing good, and that's an honest self-assessment, then you take that next step. You reach out to a company like ours or others. I like ours, and, and the reason I say that, there, you do have to be careful. There are a lot of folks out here that claim to be security experts, yeah, but they just simply don't have the background training and experience. Mm-hmm. So I equate it to if you're going to go to a doctor, yeah. do you want a doctor that really doesn't have very much in terms of background training or experience, or do you want the very best in the end? Well, and that was one of the reasons, Tim, that I wanted to have you on the show because you guys and your team, you guys have all had high level executive, private, secret service, CIA, FBI for a long time. Right. You've done a great, great job. I hate to say it, we're out of time. We got to go to a break and come to the next segment. So again, Tim can be found at lhisg.com, lhisg.com. And I'd love to ask you, Tim, if you'd be willing and available, if we got crisis situations in the world or even domestically, uh, if you'd be willing to come back on and talk to our listeners about how they could have prepared about that, what can we do, what should we be focused on? Love to have you back if that's okay Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Be honored to do that, Michael. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Boy, what a great interview, Randy, with Tim. Just a, just a stellar guy doing a lot of great things and has added a lot of value. Folks, you know, this is kind of an action-packed show. We started out in the very beginning with that little rant on the whole NFL thing, and I just I wanted to touch on that. I think it's so important that we as the people say, what are we actually teaching our kids today? This is so important. You know, because the, the question is, what did leaders do during disaster or tough times? Leaders never settle. And they do share their story, but they do it in a way that it's tactful and they think about who this will and will not affect. And so as you're listening to this, you're a leader. In other words, you have influence of people in your life, whether it be family, whether it be children, whether it be, um, you know, just coworkers or people that are working for your company. You are a leader. There's people around you you influence. So my challenge for you this week is think about the interaction that you have with the people that you're leading in your life. And think about what that interaction, the kind of effect that it has on their life, and are you sharing with them the kind of interaction that causes them to want to be a better person, to want to add more value, to want to be you know, just more efficient and effective in everything that they do. And by the way, one of the ways to do that is to lead by example. So my challenge to you this week is to lead by example the people that are around you to help them be a better version of themselves while you focus on planting shade trees under which you will never sit. Thanks for tuning in to The Michael Wall Show. Join us again next week for some more great information to live with purpose and live on purpose. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group, Inc.